<laughs> okay, Mars, take it away. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I want that desk and I want to work out today. So I wore, this is new for me. They semi are like pajamas, but under this, I wore my workout clothes to inspire me. I'm yeah, like <laughs> going to try and get it in. There now I'm go. jealous. I wish I could be standing and doing some lifting while do some yes. squats. Are you still at your, it's like been two weeks since you told us about your circuits. This is, Are you still going I circuits? am. This is my sixth week. Woo! Not woo. Get it. I'm a workout girl. This is great. <laughs> okay. Well, Mercedes, we, let's all today. Hey, listeners, you too. When you have a second, even if it's 30 seconds, do a little run in place, mm -hmm. a little, a little burpee, you know, get it done today. Get it done today. Minute by minute. Okay. <gasps> wow. That's right. My and goal. when we say burpee, we don't just mean belching. Oh my that oh. might happen too. If that happens, just have grace with yourself. Oh my gosh. We're all aging. We're all aging. Things come out. Yes. Gosh, do people not know what a burpee is? Yes, I think everybody knows what a burpee oh, okay. is. Okay. There weird. was a time in my life I could have been confused, Heather, but I do know now yeah. what a burpee is. But now that you do circuit training. But now that I'm, you know, now, have you ever heard of working oh, out? So <laughs> now that I'm a big girl. Now that you're sweating dreams. <laughs> yes, sweat dreams. I love you guys. Those are my people. <laughs> If you don't know what sweat dreams is, you need to go back a couple you episodes, do. friends. We'll explain it. Oh It'll gosh, be so all good. there. So funny. Okay. I'm glad that everybody is working out. Get your squats in. And we have some more things to talk about here, people. So let's shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Today, we're talking about the new-ish... I think it's been around six weeks or so. Netflix show Down for Love. It's one of the newest dating shows on the platform that follows people with Down syndrome as they search for love, 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 love. And friends, we're so excited to share our thoughts. So welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Hey friends, Micah here. When Ace was around one, I started to worry about the future. I worried about how to even know where to begin in saving for him. When you have a child with a disability, how do you even start to think about saving money for that child's entire life? It can feel overwhelming and terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. Find out more at enablesnp.com. All right, listeners and friends, listener friends, do you know of a new baby recently diagnosed with Down syndrome? If you do, will you please send them to my house so I can hold them? I just need to hold those new babies. Can you also go over to jacksbasket.org to request a basket and welcome them into the lucky few? Jack's Basket celebrates babies with Down syndrome and provides gifts, resources, and a parent connection to the Down syndrome community impact a family's story from the very beginning by letting them know that their baby is celebrated and they are not alone. Go to jacksbasket.org to learn more and then send that baby over to me for a quick snuggle. Okay, I'm excited for this one, guys. Before we do that, however, I'm going to read a review from a lovely listener. Today's review comes from Stacy. Stacy says, I love this podcast. I feel like I'm listening and chatting with a fun group of moms while I'm having my coffee on the way to work each week. Thanks for all you do. Goals met. Stacy. that's what we want. I'm so happy. Thanks for leaving that review. Friends, I hope you feel the same way. 
that you're loving this podcast. And if you haven't left a review and you do love the podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review today. And maybe next week we'll read it here live, pre-recorded live. That's it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. Down for love. Let's just jump Let's in. Let's jump in. Where are you guys at on down for love? Oh, I love it. How did you hear about it first? Um, I heard about it from a family member. You know, I feel like you guys could relate to this. When you have a child with Down syndrome, then you get to know about everything Down syndrome <laughs> <laughs> that everybody finds out about, you know? <laughs> like They're like, have you seen it? And I, most of the time I'm thankful for it. I'm like, no, I didn't know. I That's know, perfect. So good. And so <laughs> my brother and his girlfriend watched it and they were like, you have to watch down, down for love or down with love. Which one is it again? Down for love. And down for love. Down for love. Down for love. And in all honesty, I do love me some reality TV. And now I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I have a reality TV show that I really want to um, be honest about because <laughs> usually I'm like, yeah, I've watched every episode of Real Housewife of any city. And yes, maybe I know all about the Kardashians, you know, but you're kind of there's a little bit of shame in it a little bit, a little embarrassment. Yeah, you can't really tell people, especially on a podcast. <laughs> All the thousands, of all the thousands who are like really Mercedes. Yes, you guys, because I don't like murder mystery. Yes. I don't like any sci-fi. There's only reality TV at that point. <laughs> That's all the things. That That's all the things. There are whole podcasts. They're all. I, I think there's whole podcasts on on all the housewives. Oh, there are all the things. So oh, you just sure. to, I have to. Stop I would imagine. That. I can't, I can't <laughs> I'm busy enough. But down for love, oh I can't get enough of this yeah, beautiful is. show highlighting adults with Down syndrome in the dating space and their sweet families who are there to support them. I really, really love it. It makes me giggle each time. And sometimes because I'm a girl mom, my sunflower dating, I kind of cringe too. You know, I'm just not there yet. So I'm like, Oh gosh, she's gonna go on dates and there's gonna be boys. What do I do? So I love that I'm watching it firsthand first. Right? Getting emotionally prepared. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Getting my mind wrapped around it. I love that. Micah, how'd you hear about it? I think I think I just saw it in my Netflix. Like I opened Netflix and it was right there recommended for me. Netflix, how did you know? And uh, then after seeing it and thinking, oh, I need to check that out, I heard from somebody else like at a doctor's office who was like, who knew who knew about Ace and was like, have you seen that Down for Love show yet? So, um, you know, the world's talking. But I watched it once by myself because it's just five episodes. And so I binged it pretty fast. And then I loved it so much that we kind of have a, we'd like to have some kind of show that all of us can watch together. And it's really hard to find. I have a 15 year old who is like not into the same things that Ace is into. And so <laughs> we, we had, especially when we're, when we're like doing the dishes after dinner, it's kind of our ritual to put something on. And so I was like, this is perfect. So we all five of us watched Down for Love together. And it was super cute because everybody got attached to different characters. And now we have yeah. some inside jokes with uh, Carlos's <laughs> poetry that yes. we recite to each other. <laughs> oh, I mean, just. I want to be in the inside. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I got to watch it twice. And it was great both times. Oh, I love that. I'm going to watch it with my kids. That's a great idea. Yes. Yes, just Good just be forewarned before you watch it with your kids that <laughs> there is some uh, sexual speak. There's some talk about yes. sex. And okay. um, so there's talk about wanting to have sex. There's there's some meetings with a, a sex coach who like walks them through. Yes. This is the parts that I was 
you were scared I'm talking about <laughs> terrified okay I feel like you guys have to undo this for me and I think I'm not alone so I'm gonna be bold in this you know I just I I think of a lot of independent things and I want Sunny to do a lot of things but I don't know if this is normal motherhood but I just I don't want her to do that <laughs> This is so weird. I want her to do a lot of things, but I don't want her to do sex. (laughs) I I just think I. (laughs) Okay. So we have all the books about like development and body and all of that. And I, I think Merce, this is my opinion. Okay. And, and in talking to my friends, even, I think that it's just having a daughter, the age you have, like, yeah. The idea, it doesn't matter down syndrome. That will play a part, but I think most parents with children our age. <laughs> yeah. Like we they don't can't think about our kids <laughs> being sexually active, right? Like that's not a thing right. that I want to that I want to be preparing for in any regard, down syndrome or not. And then a daughter <laughs> does feel different. I don't know. So I hear you on that. And I think, but I also think with Macy, what I love about how uninhibited she is when it comes to like every other form of development that happens to a person. Um, it's been such an open, free conversation. That's not shameful. That's not embarrassing. Or like if, if anyone's embarrassed, it's like Josh and me, but we have to hide it. And <laughs> yes, she's totally. the leader. So then truly even like steps into that, like Mason laid the foundation for it. This is what our bodies do. I and mean, we just talk about all that. So openly in our family <laughs> that I'm the one with the problem because that wasn't my experience growing up but my kids are like they're not embarrassed by it very much which I love I love that that part of it with Mason so I we aren't talking about my kids being sexually active how are we going down this path right now what <laughs> it's just not, not time <laughs> I feel like I want to change the subject Oh my gosh. Well then, and then I, so I won't pry, but I mean, I don't know. Do you, I mean, Macy, she's in high school, right? Yeah. So what do you, when do we start to talk about this again? Sunny's my oldest, right? So I'm thinking 10 years from now, that'll make her 20. (laughs) (laughs) That thing's unrealistic. I think we start talking about, I mean, I think we start talking about, about like, our bodies and sex and development, like from very early on, as long like age appropriately. Development, though, I feel like is different than intercourse, right? Sure, oh, but gosh, they need so. to know like how your body works, like where, like that question, where do babies come from? That question, yes. I think you can start answering really young, but right. in a way that's age appropriate. And right, there's so right. many books that I mean, just when you're talking about plain old having those ongoing conversations, there's a lot of books that will give you the age appropriate thing. Like the there's language, series, right. you know, so you've yeah, got yeah. the, here's what you should be saying between the ages two and five. Here's what you should be saying right. between right. five and eight. And, and then like, let somebody else tell you when it's time to up the, up the ante. Right. Let right. someone else tell you. <laughs> well, I remember we had that, we need to have her on again, the pediatrician. Do you remember mm-hmm. her? What was her mm-hmm. name again, Heather? I would have to remember? find the episode. Yeah, I would have I, she like, uh, I think it'd be cool to have her on again. I'd have, and we can link her episode, but I remember consciously thinking, I'm going to have to come back to this episode in a couple years. <laughs> and also the information she puts out, I remember specifically on this topic. Um, anyways, yeah. it doesn't help that I don't remember, yeah. but we have interviewed someone who specifically talked about down syndrome we have and we're gonna have our producer link that episode and talk (laughs) (laughs) throwing it out here but that so this happens in the show they talk about this which feels like an appropriate conversation to have as an adult for adults yeah down syndrome or not and our and people with with intellectual disabilities there is a, a level of support that is um can be different than those who don't have intellectual disabilities and Yes. That's great. And I think I felt like they, um, I felt like it was very appropriate the way that they provided help mm-hmm. for uh, these, these people who were dating, who were trying to figure things out because there was like a dating coach in the first couple of episodes who met with uh, a few different um, 
of the cast members and when they were about to go on a date, talk to them through what they were thinking, what mm. they wanted out of it, mm-hmm. how they were going to act. And, you know, just had some really nice conversations about consent, even mm-hmm. like, are you how if you want to kiss this girl, what are you going to do? And that conversation of like, I'm going to ask first if I can kiss. Aww. And then the coach saying, if if she doesn't want to kiss you back, what do you do? And then the the person saying, I'm. I, I'm not going to kiss her if she doesn't want me to kiss her back. And so like, <laughs> really helpful just that, you know, all of our kids should have those conversations about consent. I was going to say, this is so sweet and it was so great. Everyone needs a coach. <laughs> I know. Right. And yeah. the, just like a pep yeah. talk like that. Right. Okay. Remember <laughs> boundaries. Oh, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. And the, and the actual sex conversation didn't come until a couple who had been dating since the first episode, like later in the third episode was things were getting hot and heavy and <laughs> their parents were like, I think we need to, you guys to talk to someone who's not us. And so they actually met with, a, I don't know if it was a sex therapist, Mercedes, do you remember? Is it? I, was th- it, I thought it was, it was somebody a co- like a, like a coach, like a coach. Yeah. And it was, yeah, someone who works with people with intellectual disabilities Mm -hmm. to help them understand sex and sexuality. And so they sat down and they just had a conversation. (laughs) And one of the things that they, the question she asked was like, do you know what it means to have sexual intercourse? And the guy, I can't remember his name. He said, it's lots of hugging and sometimes hugging upside down or hugging. (laughs) Just it was like really sweet. And she was just super clear, Mm -hmm. super precise. Here's what a condom is. And here's where you should use a condom and, you know, all of those things. And and so, um, you know, by the by the last episode, the parents had and the caregivers for these two young adults had helped them make a plan. And so, and these were families that were like, yes, if you're ready to have sex, then you should have sex. And they were spending the night in a a fancy hotel together. So that was really interesting to see. <laughs> it was. Like you go all the, all the way to that point. And, and, you know, it was so cute because all the, Gosh, I should really know the names of these people. All the girl wanted to do was like, her dream was to eat fish and chips on the beach for a date. And they did that. And then they like waved when they went off to the hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. I love it because this is what makes me so, what I, I think is so inspiring or important about even just this topic. And when it comes to doing life with people with disabilities and people with intellectual disabilities and this idea of inclusion that disabled people and our kids with down syndrome, we want them to be full members of their society Mm. and of our world in every regard and embraced by everybody. And what happens, we see this in schools with inclusion. And then this is such a great example of it. What happens then is we create these supports around our loved ones with intellectual disabilities that actually everybody needs. And Mm -hmm. I think like, like the other day truly came home from school And I gave her like this big bear hug and she goes, oh, mom, you didn't ask for consent. And so we had this conversation that her friends at school are having this conversation around consent, but they're having Mm. it with 12 and 13 year old brains, not like let's bring in a coach who can help you talk through these things and you can just put it all out on the table and talk about it like in black and white. And this is what this is. And this is what this is. Because I think all of our kids and young adults need these conversations but no one, there's no tools for it, you know, like to sit down right. with all of our kids and talk about like, this is what it means to have sex. This is what's happening in your body. These, like all of that, everybody needs it. And it, when we have kids in our life who, or when we have someone in our life with an intellectual disability or what this show is showing, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is, this can actually happen for everybody. I Let's know. use these tools for everybody, you know? So I love that. Totally. I like I really like that you said that because it brings me back to middle school days when, when, yeah, learning things from other 12 and 13 year olds, things are dramatized, things are, you know, rumored or things are made to be silly or gross. 
And yeah, hearing the coach talk, it was like actually kind of, it was great just seeing like the ambiance, the easiness. And sometimes it is hard. I hope to be a parent that it's easy to talk about it with my kiddos and with my boys specifically. But what if I wasn't, you know, I wish I Mm -hmm. like could have a coach or I guess, I guess you would seek out a therapist. I guess there are ways to seek it out. It's just so interesting how with Sunflower, sometimes um, it feels easier or more necessary, or maybe I'm just used to getting those supports. So seeking that out mm-hmm. doesn't feel so strange or um, rigid or like an issue with, I don't know how to explain it, but like going to a sex coach with her kind of seems like it could be fun, you know, as opposed to like, all right, boys, you will now see the sex coach, you know, like it, it just feels different yeah, yeah. and I wish it didn't, but I do like how the show did that. So I could like, I don't know. The whole thing was really great. I'm going to watch it twice too, Micah. I watched it once and I, it was highs and lows. I was like, whoa, my future. And it's so bright. I, the main thread, which I loved with this show was just the closeness of all the families and siblings too. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really cool to see that adult friendships between siblings in this show and in this atmosphere, even talking about dating and even families going out together and having a beer and like going dance, yeah. going dancing together. It was so fun. I was like, now, yeah, that, that I'll be doing for sure. That's so fun. It was encouraging. Yeah, I agree. It was it was sweet to see. It was great to see uh, siblings of the... There's one girl who goes on a second date with a boy who lives maybe a couple of hours away. And so she and her mom and her sister all go stay in a hotel room. And there's a scene where they're just talking through everything before the second date, like sitting in the bed at the hotel room and the sister's super involved in the conversation around just like, what are you going to do if this happens? What are you going to do if this happens? And yeah, there was a lot of that in the show. Mm -hmm. It was, I I felt like such a positive, just a a positive way of showing how much these families love Mm -hmm. their family member with Down syndrome, how much support is there. Um, getting to see how the parents are involved in in the midst of the dates. And, you know, there's parents meeting over at the restaurant so cute. next door <laughs> yeah. and or talking to each other while the, their kids are on the date together. And yeah, it's really sweet. Okay. So I have a couple of questions that I w- I'm wondering your opinions on. So in a show like this, when anything in the media happens in the media, with people with disabilities, especially intellectual disabilities, there mm-hmm. is like a level in which you, the level to the disability, there's going to be all the wrong ways to say this, right. that then gets you a spot in the show, right? We talk on the oh, podcast a lot about like, I know, yeah. is there a best way to have Down syndrome, right? Like, is there, mm. if you are quote, more capable, the more you are like people without Down syndrome, the more accolades and the more praise and the more highlighting you get in the Down syndrome community. And these mm-hmm. shows lean that way. I get it, right? You need to have people in the media who have a certain level of ability to be able to be on the media. So then what does this bring up for parents who are raising kids with Down syndrome who, who aren't fitting that mold, right? Like who maybe need more support in life. And then it brings up for me the question of who is, where is the line, if there is one, for people with intellectual disabilities who get to have love and relationship with somebody mm. like that, like romantic love, is there a line? You know, like does does it, this kind of a show? Yes, it brings awareness. I'm I'm assuming that it is. Is it shifting a narrative in the right direction? Is it shifting? Who is it shifting it for? And then, like a person who maybe is uses another way to communicate or needs more hmm. support. Where's that line? And I don't know the answer. I don't know. Like I can think of someone who needs significant support. Is that, is there a a place in their life for romantic love, independence and romantic relationship? Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you girls think? 
I really like that question because I, um, so one of the things with watching the show, I always notice great speech, right? Because that's something Sunny doesn't really, she's weak in that area. So I noticed that right away. And obviously for a show, they the actors and actresses, I mean, I don't know how much they're acting or not, but they need to be able to speak well to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I assume to speak well to go on dates. I kind of was thinking about that. And I was t- talking to Andy about that. Like, I hope that Sunny is able to engage and be able to help hold a conversation But I also really hold on to the hope that if she isn't able to, I feel like she would in her own way, but that she would find a partner who they are fine just sitting together enjoying things too. Like I do feel like there can be connection, right? It just like, I don't know how we find it. I, I, I was having trouble because I was also wrapping my head around these like dating scenarios where it wasn't, which is so weird. I, again, I don't know what it says about me, but I'm like, Oh, would I, would I be okay if sunflower did want to date someone who didn't also have down syndrome, who had a different disability. And in my immediate reaction, I think no. Right. Like, cause I want some sort of, I never want someone to have a mentally upper hand over sunflower in a relationship setting, you know? So, um, that it brought that up for me during the show of like, Oh, what? I guess I only picture someone like she could only date another person with down syndrome. I don't know. Is that bad? I feel like I just have some sort of feeling about it, but maybe it'll change. She's 10 right now. Maybe that will change, but I did think about that. Cause I feel like you're saying, is there like a level, I guess for me, I get in the protection part of me as her mom, I do sometimes feel like I'll have to work out. What does this mean? Supporting my daughter with down syndrome in this new stage in this new area. Right. Right. Yeah. I think all I've thought about this a ton about people without an intellectual disability, not necessarily down syndrome, but like somebody without an intellectual disability pursuing a romantic relationship with somebody who has an intellectual disability. I am not okay with that. And I don't know if that's ableist. Like I got to figure that out, but that is not okay for me. Like, yes. So with my kids, with Macy and August, I picture them with someone with Down syndrome, but it doesn't have to be Down syndrome. It just, they need to have, there needs to be intellectual similarities, like a that they're, like they're on the same intellectual playing field. Yeah. Micah, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple of, of characters in the show who don't have Down syndrome, who end up in a relationship with someone with Down syndrome. Um, Carlos and, oh, I had, I had her name in front of me a second ago. Um, oh, Eleanor. And so Eleanor doesn't have Down syndrome and they end up, at least they're dating by the time that they're in a relationship when the show ends and it seemed like a really nice fit. It so did. like, and she had, mm-hmm. she had a developmental disability. Mm-hmm. They don't explain exactly what she has. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, I think there needs to be that commonality mm-hmm. of being in the same place, mm-hmm. um, understanding each other. And, you know, so there, if you have an intellectual disability, that, that connection just, it's, it affects how you see everything, how you experience the world. I, I, I know that that's, I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. other than yes. <laughs> like I feel like you should date someone with an intellectual disability. Um, listeners, if you have a, a way of explaining what we're trying to say, please let us know. Yes. Um, right. But <laughs> I do think that, I, I think it's interesting, like in what, coming back to that question, Heather, and there is, I've seen some pushback online from the Down syndrome community of like, not all of our, like, they should have represented all, represented all kinds of people with Down syndrome and all kinds of abilities within that framework. And what we saw was people who were highly 
um, intelligent, highly mm-hmm. um, independent, articulate, yeah. and independent. And you know, I think it's tricky because um, what makes good television? Yeah. I, I know. like you, like being able to have conversations, being able to have a storyline. Um, you know, I think about my ace and where he, if he is still speaking solely through an AAC device when he's 25 and wanting to date, I like, that would be a really hard, uh, TV show to watch, you know, I mean, you would have to really think creatively and, you know, maybe someday producers will be able to think creatively enough to make that happen. Uh, but that's a, is it wrong of me to say that's a big ask right now when there hasn't been a dating show around Down syndrome? Hmm. Like, I kind of feel like I'm just happy to see the Down syndrome community represented. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to complain about it yet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like I'm just not ready, Val, to do that. <laughs> maybe my, maybe I have too low of expectations. Sure. But it is, it is such, it is such an interesting conversation and one that I'm very deeply invested in. That idea of like who in the Down syndrome community gets to be the face of Down syndrome publicly, mm-hmm. outwardly, right. and it's always the same kind of person. And how is that helpful mm-hmm. for the community at large? And I think there's a lot of, I don't know the answer. I'm like very much thinking through that often right now in this season of life mm-hmm. and it is if you think about like a like the housewives right like any of the real housewives reality shows they're only picking a certain group of people who fit a certain characteristic to be a part of the show it's not like well you've right. got to represent the housewife over here it's like no this is the show and so these are the <laughs> this is who we're casting so you're casting a certain mm-hmm. kind of person and that's not bad or wrong it's just when you're pulling from such a tiny pool when you've yeah. got one in 700 people have Down syndrome and that's the pool you're pulling from. And we're trying to shift a narrative and create a world where people with Down syndrome are honored and valued. And there's there's such a wide variety of ways to have Down syndrome. And mm. and so then how do we represent that? Well, I think what, what would do it for me right yeah. now, and I'm not complaining about the show either. I'm not ready to complain about it either. But what would do it for me is like a little at the very beginning, like a little thing that says, we know that there's lots of different ways to have Down syndrome and this is what, how we're doing it or whatever, you know, like a, what's it called when you put one of those things? Uh, Oh, help me out here. I only think of it with a book author's note, but that's not what they're doing in a TV show. (laughs) It's like when you watch Peter Pan on Disney, (laughs) right. And they're like, we recognize that this is an incredibly racist movie or whatever. Like there's like a new, what's it called? It's the beginning of something where they're like, Oh yeah. Like we're missing um, this or yes, no, they did all that. the listeners are like yelling at us right now. This is like yeah, the I know, right? <laughs> anyway, that would do it for me. I'd be like, yes, thank mm-hmm. you for like a recognition. So that yes, I just have such a soft spot in my heart for all the parents with new kids who are just like, I have hope for my kid with Down syndrome because look at these people with Down syndrome. But as their kid grows, right. they don't they don't fit that. And so then it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, but your kid with Down syndrome is so good, like with, without having to be verbal, right? Or even like they're not potty trained yet. That's okay. They're such a good kid. Like I want you to celebrate and love yeah. love your kid. I just have a tender mm-hmm. heart, spot in my heart for those parents. Yeah. So it's like no matter how you are with Down syndrome, you are great. We love you. And then the show goes on. I don't know. <laughs> right. So right. And then the show goes on. <laughs> right. Although I would be, I would watch a show with Ace and the girl he has a crush on who is also non-speaking in his classroom. Um, I would just watch a show with them staring at each other because it's so good. They're just, That's so it's cute. just the sweetest thing you've ever seen. Her hair so dark and shiny and he just can't get over it. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> He's just deeply at her hair and touch it and then look in her eyes and they're like ace get back to work buddy oh gosh oh my sweetest real life down for love in in third grade so <laughs> cute i love that okay so let's much. talk about the the title down for love the because title. there's been a little bit yeah. of a little backlash from people that were like how like it's so um non-respectful or 
harmful to call the show down for love. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm being... I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I don't know. (laughs) It's okay. Down for love. I feel like you could go to the buddy walk and every other shirt is down with so-and-so. Down. It's just cute slang. You know, a way to play on a word, right? Is it a pun? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? It's just punny. Not, it's yeah. not down like down in the dumps. It's not like that. It's fine. I don't even know how to respond yeah. to that. I think, yeah. What is the what's the pushback, Heather? Is it just the like, word that down? It's, saying it's down. Yeah, it's like you're gonna get people are just like, this is such a terrible name. Just be more creative. That it's almost like making fun <laughs> of Down syndrome. And I, I feel like I'm very sensitive to things like this and I didn't get that. And I was reading people's reviews like, Oh, what am I missing here? People's reactions. And I still, I still just think it makes so much sense. It's clever. And it's like you can name a show down for love without down syndrome involved. And it could be a dating show and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. And then the fact that it's about people with down syndrome and then I think like, well, wait, is there a pushback on this? Because people who aren't okay with this title aren't okay with Down syndrome. Like you're not okay with the word, the fact that it's Down called syndrome. Down syndrome. And you don't right. understand about Dr. Down and the whole situation. Right. Um, I, think That's, I, I kind of thought that. Because even Love on the Spectrum, right? Like mm-hmm. there is just giving like honor what the show's about is honoring also people with that disability right Right. so I feel like it is just what you said clever and also giving um you kind of know what you're gonna watch after you realize what they mean you know what you're gonna watch (laughs) I feel like it's just clever I think people just like to be negative I think people love to write a negative article (laughs) I do we don't think this we know this this is what gets the most (laughs) reviews and conversation you're you're fine it's not that you had to pull something out because the show is so cute (laughs) you had to give some sort of negative (laughs) (laughs) because it really is I feel so uplifted and so it's so charming and sweet even the music you know do 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 you know Lily's on her way to a date you know it's all (laughs) so fun (laughs) go Lily our our official statement from the Lucky Few podcast is, it's fine. <laughs> we think. <laughs> Quoted by Mercedes. It's Ooh. fine, you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just fine. We think it's I fine. I can't advocate about that one negatively. <laughs> Sorry, it's yeah. fine. I think it's fine. It's cute. I too, I feel like I'm pretty sensitive too yeah. to where it's like, ooh cringe you know but i didn't get that from this title at all yeah for sure um okay one more thing and then we're gonna wrap this up but it's just is coming up to talking about it i think it's interesting or important to talk about how the show mm-hmm. a show like this being viewed as like cute or adorable if it was a love show about people without disabilities and yes. that idea of like infantilizing infant infantilizing people with disabilities how we do that like make they're adults but we talk about them like little babies or little kids or thinking people with disabilities can't do certain things adults because we have this idea that they're like children and Mm. like this is such a like a I think that charming is great like sweet inspiring but I wonder about that like that the feel is there a feel about the show that's like oh my gosh this is just so adorable I don't know or like this was such a I cute feel moment because like, I'll what say you think cute about that? but I meant I mean that in a wholesome way like it just feels wholesome and yeah. it feels like innocent love like true like I don't know how to describe it other than wholesome like I'm trying to think of like other movies where yeah like I don't know things will feel wholesome and I'm like oh that is yeah. so cute what a cute date so cute. or whatever yeah you know like I have I feel like I have said that about 
other couples. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not calling either of you out in, in this. Yeah. I'm just thinking like overall the, I'm wondering, you know, cause I, t- I tend to lean that way too. And like, if it's the way that it's produced and all of that, how easy it is to be like, Oh, sure. this is the cutest little thing. Yeah. But do we say that? And this is where it gets tricky. A, a dating show about non-disabled people. No, because those are raunchy. <laughs> those dating shows are horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That's what I was going to say, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I feel one of the gifts of, when we talk about this all the time, the gifts of our kids with Down syndrome, with intellectual disabilities, is that th- there is a sense of coming to relationship without extra like ego attached to it. You know, there's not this, I'm manipulating you and I'm just mm-hmm. presenting my best mm-hmm. parts and I hope you don't see this other part of me. And I, you know, or I'm manipulating this relationship in some way. And you look at just a regular right. dating show and it's going to be like, how can I get this guy in the hot tub? And here I'm taking off my shirt because, oh my gosh, I'm so hot right now. And <laughs> now we're like, like how, am I, how do I manipulate him in this moment to choose me yeah. these other people? And this is like, it yes. is a purity. It is a sweetness in that sense because there's the lack mm-hmm. of pretense mm. and the lack of ma- manipulation. So pulling that apart from that other other mm-hmm. ableist thing that is kind of in all of us of mm-hmm. of seeing someone with an intellectual disability mm-hmm. as cute and sweet and isn't that like isn't that i don't know some kind of yeah sugary honey saccharin yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not coming up with words <laughs> The episode where we can't come up with a word. Um, I love that. I think that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Yeah, there's like a nuance there that you have to Uh kind of. But it's a thing really does make sense when you explain it that way. Yeah, because I know in our right, right, and I know in our hearts. I think with uh, like when you get into this Down syndrome space and you've got parents who are a little more seasoned in it and whatever, like with us and a lot of parents. When we say talk like Mm -hmm. that, there isn't a disrespect to it. But when you get out of the Down syndrome space and someone's like, oh my gosh, it's so adorable. You're like, wait a second. What do you mean? You know, like, what are you, Mm. how are you viewing this? But so I think it is important to, yeah, to talk, to to just say it. And I like how you, how you Mm. nuanced that. Thanks. And also like if you hear Carlos read his poetry to uh, his, his lady, um, why do I keep forgetting her name? Eleanor. you will, that is not sweet or cute. That is like some, some deep romantic, lustful. Lustful. <laughs> Carlos has this amazing accent. Yeah, yeah. Carlos has this amazing oh, accent. Carlos. Chris keeps, uh, Chris, my husband, listeners, keeps doing Carlos's accent and is like, Dude. I want to lie with you. This oh my gosh, fire. Chris, I want to hear it. Make it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is there Whoa, another moment where somebody, I'm like, oh, Lord. Turn on the fan in here. Oh, I love it. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Listeners, we are in talks with one of the producers and cast members from Down for Love, and we are hoping to have an episode with them. Right now, the trickiest part is there's like a 12-hour time difference between us and New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> when do we record this? One yeah. of us is up really early or really late, but we're <laughs> I think it's coming. So fingers crossed, everybody. We're going to get someone from the show on, and we're going to get to have some of these good conversations with them. But until then, go watch it. Check it out, friends. Down for love on Netflix. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. But Netflix, you can sponsor All right, yeah, Netflix, we're here. We're here. <laughs> all right we're here we're here here. and i think we can all say three thumbs up from the lucky few podcast on the show um we recommend and excited i'm excited it's out in the world all right well before we head out let's do some good news we will be right back 
dear amazing listeners and down syndrome family here on the podcast if you've been listening for a bit then you have heard about jack's basket from our interviews with founder chris Carroll. you can go back and listen in episodes 44 and 180 to hear about this incredible nonprofit that chris Carroll started called jack's basket They are on a mission to make sure that every baby with Down syndrome is celebrated and every family is congratulated. And that's just exactly what they are doing. Since the first time we talked to Carissa, Jack's Basket has celebrated almost 7,500 babies. Okay, get this, in all 50 states and over 40 countries. Carissa, team at Jack's Basket, this is incredible. They are working to shift narratives by partnering with healthcare professionals to change the way a Down syndrome diagnosis is delivered. By equipping medical providers with diagnosis advocacy resources, families are receiving the support and the hope that they deserve as they begin their new journey. Lucky few friends, let's help shift this narrative. Let's help them with this imperative work and welcome new families to this incredible community and impact their story from the very, very beginning by letting them know that their baby with Down syndrome is celebrated and they are not alone. You can visit jacksbasket.org to learn more and request a basket. That's jacksbasket.org to learn more and request a basket today. I don't know about you guys, but planning for the future has always been overwhelming for me. I am overwhelmed by the details of investments, savings accounts, and trusts. I spent a lot of moments afraid of a future that I often don't know how to plan for. And having a child with a disability can make all of those things feel so much bigger and more terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. When Chris and I met with our team at Enable, they talked to us about so much more than ACE's needs. They talked about our dreams as a couple and as a family. They worked with us around the savings we were creating for our other children. And they gave us the kind of expert advice we needed to feel secure and prepared. Enable wants to help you create a comprehensive plan for your entire family. Find out more at enablesnp.com. It's time for it's time for good news. Time for good news. Everybody's waiting for some good news. I tried to harmonize it. Sort of works, sort of then. <laughs> time for good news. Time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I want to hear your good news. I have some good news, friends. Ready for this one? Macy, we had the in the van, you like put the seat down, you know, and like you click it down, whatever. And then Macy um, clicked it back up. She put the seat up by herself. And it, I feel like that takes some fine motor skills and planning. So you don't have to like oh, lift. Oh, it totally it. does. We have an old van. None. We have none of the bells. And on the strength. Takes some strength and some skill. And the other day it was like, okay, get in the car. And then Macy put the seat up. And I'm like, I put it in my notes on my phone. I try to keep good news notes because it's happening all the time. I just totally forget. So that's a great. That was idea. my good news. Cute, huh? It's so <laughs> cute. I feel like anytime Sunflower can help me with one thing. Is like huge news. So you could be like, Macy, put the seat up. No big deal. <laughs> and she does yeah. it. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, good news. Sunflower. She just started. This will be her second week. And when this comes out, it'll be a little bit longer. But as of right now, this is her second week at like this drop off enrichment center thing we do on Mondays. All four of my kids go. And it's from, it's a long time. It's like six hours and she just has so much fun and is looking forward to it each week. This being the second, she was really looking forward to it. And the students are all 
so kind. And we have a little buddy for her who is like the class shadow, but really there for extra support for Sunflower. And I don't know. It. I think it's just going to be a really wonderful, wonderful experience for Sunflower. And I'm excited about it. She loves her uniform. She tries to wear her uniform outfit every day. And yes. I'm excited about that. So that's my good news. I love it. For Sunny May. And then we have a good news from our friend E. Duncan 83. And they say Peter had a great trip to the doctors yesterday. He's growing so fast that they took him off toddler formula and said that he doesn't have to go back until October. We usually go once a month for a checkup. His doctor was even telling a resident before he walked in that Peter is a great kid. He is easily one of the best-natured little guys I have. Aw, what is the Peter doctor and a sweet little buddy named Peter. I love that name. What a sweetheart. Congratulations on getting off of toddler formula and growing so well, bud. That's so great. That's great. I love that. Yeah, friends, if you have good news, we we just love to celebrate with you. You can head over to the Lucky Few pod on Instagram and leave us some good news in a direct message. Email hello at luckyfewpodcast.com. And then we would love to share, celebrate with you, and then share that good news here. And we're wrapping this episode up. What an episode. We <laughs> talked about a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> friends, as always, if you are a listener, you can go to theluckyfew.co, use code podcast, and get 10% all of the narrative shifting gear over in that shop. Um, Down Syndrome Awareness Month is coming. So get your Down Syndrome Awareness gear. Woohoo! And thank you, Josh Avis, for editing this episode and Ashley Frecolossi for producing it. If you like this episode, share it with your family and friends. And what else? Check out theluckyfewpodcast.com for show notes and all the things we talked about today. And be sure to follow us on social media at theluckyfewpod. And listeners, you are slaying it. We love you and we are cheering you on. We can't wait to be together with you again next week. So be sure to listen, leave a review, and do all the great things. That's right. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye.